Hey everyone, incredible guest for you today with Ryan Corcoran. You know, I've been in this real estate industry for several years now and, you know, came in and I would say I haven't mastered but got really good at one thing, multifamily. And I thought, man, I'm just going to do multifamily for the rest of our lives uh, because it was so good. But you, you realize the longer you're in this game and, and as you look and you study other successful people that... The, those who are able to last, those who are able to endure, especially hard times, like the times we're in now as interest rates are going crazy, that that those who are really successful and stay alive, they don't fall in love with how they make their money. And, and what I mean is that they realize that when it's time to pivot, when it's necessary to pivot, that, you, that you're able to do that. That if multifamily is not working, then you, then you go to something else. But what that takes in order to do that is incredible skills that when, you, when you're able to, to translate your skills into other arenas, other asset classes, then you don't have to fall in love with how you make money, right? You can take those skills and those skills translate into other areas, other types of investing, other ways to make money in the real estate market today. And I, I'm just so excited for this episode with Ryan because we talk about the one skill the one skill that has allowed this 28-year-old literally to be able to retire. Uh, he's still he's retired from his old job. He's still working plenty of hard enough in the real estate industry, but to have autonomy. And that's one skill is finding deals. And so we dive deep into this topic. We even talk about how to literally, if, you, if, you, if you're looking to make 30 to 40 grand, if you had to go make 30 to 40 grand in the next six months, how would he do that? We get into that topic. And then we just, we, we, we dive deep into this. And so regardless if you're a brand new investor or you're an investor who's been in this industry for a long time, uh, I think you're going to really, really enjoy this episode. And before we jump into this episode, guys, if you enjoyed this and you want to get serious about how to find deals, especially apartment buildings, we have created a brand new program called our Accelerator Program. If you're interested in that program, go to kingdomrei.com. Again, if you like this episode, you want to get serious about how to find deals, we have something for you now that you can get started in. It's a very affordable program, and it will teach you the art of finding off-market deals if you're focused on apartment buildings. But really, this translates to anything. And So go to the Kingdom REI or KingdomREI.com. You can fill out an application there and let our team know, hey, I listen to us on the podcast show. I want to know what this accelerator program is all about, and I want to get serious about finding deals. Guys, let's enjoy the episode. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the Kingdom Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Ellis Hammond, and man, I am so pumped to have on Ryan today, Ryan Corcoran. Welcome to the show, brother. Thanks, man. Happy to be here. Dude, I heard you originally on a good friend's podcast, Axel, uh, who does a lot inside of our our community, and, and I know you know him well. And dude, was just like blown away, I mean, at your perspective of the real estate, like real estate investing uh, and not only just your perspective, but like how many tools <laughs> you have in your tool belt that makes you a successful real estate investor. And so, dude, I just would love for you, you know, before we jump into the episode today, tell folks a little bit about kind of who you are, you know, just your starting point, where you're at today. And if you don't mind, just even kind of how old you are, I think I think that would be inspiring for folks who are listening yeah. to the show. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Uh, so I'm 28 right now, about to be 29. Um, I bought my first property when I was 22, so I've been doing it for you know almost seven years now. So it's it's been it's been an interesting ride. I've pivoted a handful of times, but um, you know I, I started off. I hey, was, real quick, not in a story. I just always love like and this is what I've learned in business, being in it for several years now. You're only 28, but you have seven years. You're set. You're a seven year entrepreneur, which honestly makes you older 
than yeah. a lot of people in this industry. And so I think that's really, really interesting for people to think about. Like, guys, your your age is it start how are you started 16 and you, you're 25 and own a billion dollar portfolio. Well, you've been doing this for seven years. You've been doing this for yeah, a decade. Man. So, yeah. you know, I think that's a really interesting. You started young. You're 28. You're really successful just because you've been doing it for seven years. So people, people hear like, all right, yeah, you're 28. Like, must be nice. Like, dude, like most most people start like when they're you know 28, 29, 30, like 30, mid 30s. Yeah. Like or I later, started when I was 22, right? So like, I've been doing it for right? years. And you're not a rookie anymore. And how, you know, and, and so you you went through the hard. You know, how yeah. many years have you gone through? Probably didn't make a whole lot, right? Probably Boots, had to beat your head against the for wall. A while. Yeah, bootstrapping for a while. Absolutely. So I just think, man, that's encouraging. Oh, how this kid's twenty eight. Well, yeah, but he's seven year old entrepreneur. Like that's that's yeah, that's a lot of experience. So not yeah. to take away again, I don't want people to think twenty eight and you're not experienced because you are, man. Like that's a lot. That's a long time. Yeah, and um, you know, talk about bootstrapping. I mean, I bought my first property. I had five grand in the bank, right? And I mean, I borrowed immediately. I started using creative financing tactics. I had no money. Um, you know, I borrowed from my parents, from my friends, from my uncle put together this deal that I had no business doing. I ultimately ended up selling that deal, moving into a, you know, that was a two family, sold it, walked away with a decent sized check for a 23 year old um, at the time. Then I moved that into a three family. I actually lived in that three family uh, with my now wife and we saved, you know, 50, 60 grand in a matter of six or seven months just by living for nothing. Um, you know, I had the other two units covering my rent. So I, I did a, flip, a buy and hold with a mix of a flip. Then I did a house hack. Um, then we graduated, uh, we both graduated with our master's degrees and we're both actually PAs or I used to be, she's, she's, a, she's about to actually retire as well, but retire so, yeah. 28. I love that. That's yeah. Great. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> uh, re retire from, from medicine, but like I work 25 times as much now, like, and I, but I like it, you know, it's, it's much different. Um, but anyways, we ended up selling that three family. Um, and then I started buying bigger multifamilies. So I accumulated almost 200 units just doing uh, multifamily, raising money, pulling in some partners, uh, you know, really focusing on off-market deals. Um, and then today, you know, I, I still do multifamily every now and then, but, you know, the market's kind of shifted a little bit. So, you know, over the last two years or so, I've been, you know, we, we flip, we'll probably flip, oh, probably 30 homes this year. We wholesale probably, you know, somewhere between 15 and 20 deals a year. And then I've got a couple of large development deals um, going on right now um, in the background. So, so yeah, we have a little bit of, a little bit of everything in the real estate space going on right now, but I don't want people to think that you can just jump into real estate and do everything at once. You know, I, I really focused for three years on just multifamily. Then the last two years, I really mastered flipping. And now I'm, you know, just diving into like development, right? So the next couple of years is going to be just development. And, and it's not that I'm not doing the others, but I've already mastered those, right? Like I have a team that's running those. I've, you know, it, it's sort of, it, it's on autopilot, I guess you could, you could say. And so, so yeah, that's where we're at today. Incredible, man. I love that. And uh, a lot we're going to get into that. What I love about that is, and it's what I think is encouraging about you and your story and, and what I want people to hear is there are a couple really tangible and core skills behind Ryan's success. And that's what we're going to talk about today, that when you understand that, you know, it's not just I need to be a master at multifamily, or I need to be a master at development. It's like I need to I, I need to improve my skills, master these skills so that, that I can translate those skills into multiple different things. And what Ryan does such a good job of, so I want to bring on the show is like 
you didn't just say I'm just a multifamily investor and now the market's kind of turning. It's hard to just buy buy and hold multifamilies. Oh, I'm out. Like I I can't make money right now. It's like, no, you just say, Hey, how do I take what I already know, this skill I have, and then put that into other sectors in the real estate in, in the real estate industry? And so um, for that reason, man, I'm pumped to have you on, excited to jump into some of those skills. What I want to do first is just pray for us and pray for our community, and then we'll get going. So Heavenly Father, I just thank you. Thank you for Ryan. Thank you for his life. Thank you for his creativity. Uh, just this man is blessed, and you've given him so many talents, and I'm grateful for him, uh, just uh, that he is made in your image. And um, and, and all of his work, God, how it just it, it, it is a reflection of your creativity, um, and your ingenuity, and and uh, so thank you for that. I pray that his his experience, his knowledge, his wisdom would um, would be a blessing to us today. That this episode, this show, uh, all the work that Ryan has done and put into, and the knowledge and the wisdom he's um, experienced over the last seven years, God, it w- it would have ripple effects on eternity today. As folks who are listening to this are going to go and apply this knowledge. Um, and, and that's going to have impact on them and their families and their families' families uh, and, and the folks in their communities. And so just pray, even though we can't see that, God, I, I, I pray that blessing today that it would go forth and uh, and things would, things would be changed. In, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. What I hear behind all of this, and this is what I want to talk about today, and we've chatted about this offline, was like there is an incredible skill that you've developed over the past seven years, and it's deal finding. Like you were a yeah. master at finding deals. Would you say that is the core competency behind all of this that's kind of given you success over the last seven years? You know what? Um, I think that for anybody in real estate, you have got to be a good deal finder. You know, you, it's like a mandatory requirement to start in real estate. Now you don't have to do it just yourself. You know, you can leverage other people, but until you become really good at finding deals, you are not going to have the options and the, you know, the opportunities that I have, right. Um, That you have that other people who are, you know, who are proficient in finding deals, whether it's off market or, you know, using real estate agents or referrals, whatever it may be, whatever uh, avenue you, you decide to go down you know, you ultimately you have to find deals, right? I mean, there's two things that real estate investors need. They need deals and they need money. If you don't have money, which 99% of people do not have money when they want to get into real estate, or even like for the first couple of years, uh, you know, you have to be a good deal finder. And so I chose, you know, the deal finding route because I'm a junkie for, you know, I, I like the, I like the high of chasing deals and, you know, and, and uh, you know, just continuously progressing, trying to find deals. And, you know, over time, you just you figure out what works, you figure out what doesn't you know, if I can boil it all down, it's just really consistency, right? Like I'm not really, I'm doing nothing different than nobody else can do. Like everybody can do what I'm doing. It's so simple. Um, but it just takes extreme dedicated action every day and consistency. You know, I mean, that, that really is what it is. So it's the I don't, I don't mean to work. dumb it down. I don't mean it's, to dumb but, it down. But, but it's like, true, it man. Really I was is. just talking to my brother this today. You know, I meet with my brother and a business partner every week to pray together and read and just have fun. You know, we kick around and he, he's doing every 30 minutes. He was showing me, he's, I'm like, what are you doing today? He's like, I'm, I'm writing down everything I do during the day. Every 30 minutes I have these sheets. I'm like, why are you doing that? He's like, because I, so I don't know where my time goes. He's like, so, and he's like, you, you, we get the same amount of time. You know, me and Jeff Bezos get the same amount of time. Jeff just spends it differently. He's like, yeah. and I'm trying to figure out why I spend so much time on stuff that doesn't make me money. And I'm like, it's so true because we kind of get tired of doing the boring work, right? That actually is producing the most amount of results. Yeah. Yeah. So can, can we kind of create a roadmap for people today and kind of interwove your story into that as well of, you know, 
you're speaking to your 23 year old self today and you want to save him and you're your 23 year old self today but you're entering in today's market and the goal is hey i i, I want to get i, I want to help you become a master of finding deals and save the six you know i know how it is man the three or four years of beating your head against the wall it doesn't mean you're going to go make money in the next three months but 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 I do I, I want to talk about kind of mastering this art of, of finding deals because when we chat you're like man I could help anybody right now doesn't you know, I could help anybody go make thirty k in fees in the next six months just from finding yeah. deals yeah you yeah, stand yeah. by that oh yeah. more, way more uh, yeah uh, honestly more I mean it takes time to build up but yeah I mean that's feasible you know there's there's no reason anybody cannot do that <laughs> <laughs> so I know there's a lot of people listening to the show like I like to go make thirty k in the next six months so. Yeah, let's just talk about that because I think that's going to give us the the baseline of like how to go find deals, and then what we can do, Ryan, is like, okay, now that we understand how to go do that, generate income from finding deals, how do we then translate that into bigger stuff like large sure. multifamily or sure. like development that you're doing now? Can we kind of yeah. start there? Yeah. So I assume I'm addressing mostly people, you know, in the investors and who who are who are just starting or who are trying to get into this, and so I'm gonna kind of direct it that way to start. Um, first of all, if you've got a W two job. Uh, don't go quit your W-2 job after you listen to this. I, I think a lot of people want to get into real estate because they think it makes a ton of money. Um, you know, and you can quit your job in it. Uh, and you certainly can, but you've got to be able to, you know, stand on some ground. Uh, and to do any type of direct mail marketing or direct email or cold con, whatever it is, it costs money, right? So fortunately, I had a pretty good job when I graduated school. So I had enough money to keep funding my direct mail um, at the time. And that's what I started with. So if I were to look back at my 23 year old self, I, I would probably, I wouldn't really change a whole lot that I have done so far. And, and what that looked like when I was 23 was, you know, I bought a printer that I still have right next to me. I bought paper, pens, I bought lists on list source. I figured out, hey, I wanna buy multifamily property. Okay, well, I can't make anything work on the MLS. So why don't I go and try to skip, you know, go find a list of properties and then I'll look up who the owners are and I'll handwrite everything, right? Like, I, like I'm going to send a personal letter to this person and see what, you know, see what happens. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. I just kept doing it every month. I just kept doing it. I'm like, this is cheap. It's a couple hundred bucks a month. Like I can afford it. Then all of a sudden I got a lead on a three family property and I ended up buying this property. It was the first call I ever got back. Um, and I ended up buying the property and, you know, ultimately, dude, I made over hundred grand on that one property. And if I look back on the numbers that I spent, I probably spent maybe three grand on direct mail marketing. And over the course of like eight, nine months that I own that three family, I mean, I, so I profited what, $89,000 from sending $3,000 of direct mail. And I'm not saying that's going to happen every time, but the point is like, you do something and it doesn't work. You do something and it doesn't work. You do it again. And all of a sudden it starts to warm up a little bit. And then you keep doing it and it starts to get a little bit warmer. And so there, I go back to, you know, don't quit your job or, or don't quit your source of income, because again, it does take money to fund this. Uh, and so that's really what I was doing. I was handwriting all my letters until my hands were cramping and falling off. Then I got a little bit smarter and I said, okay, there are people online who do this for me. So I hired a virtual assistant to go on and pull these lists for me. Once, once I got the list, I would go and here's something that, um, I think it's super important for everybody that's trying to buy multifamily because I, I think this shows mostly multifamily and a lot of people in real estate are you know focused on multifamily. Most multifamily properties are not owned by individuals, meaning they're not owned by Ryan Corcoran. You know they're not owned by Ellis, right? They're owned by an LLC or a corporation or an incorporation, something along those lines. And so when you go and you pull these lists and you see a mailing address of you know Specialized Property Group LLC, well, guess what? Specialized Property Group LLC, the, the address that is filed on there might be my registered agent, which is my property manager. And if it goes to him, I'm never going to hear about it. It might be an attorney who filed the LLC. 
I'm never going to hear about it. So what we do is, and we still do this today, we go in and we look on the assessor's website of every single lead that's an LLC, and we make sure that the address is the actual owner of that LLC's mailing address. And sometimes it's, you know, you really have to dig deep to find that, but then we adjust it on the list and we mail it. This, this dramatically increases your return. Um, even if it's a callback that says like, you know, screw you, don't ever call me back again. You know, you have the right contact, right? And it really, it, it really drove up my, you know, my return on calls, which ultimately is, you know, increasing your return on the investment over time. And, and it's not just for multifamily. Some people, you know, it's, it's same for single family, but the majority of the time people hold assets in, in businesses, um, not necessarily their personal name. Uh, so that's a big, big tip. So I did that immediately when I was starting off. Um, you know, th- it, there were times where I was, you know, it's a temper. I had a 10% callback, which is completely just unheard of. And now I don't have that high anymore because I have everything. Um, nothing's manual, right? I don't do any of it anymore. It's all automated. But, you know, you if you send 100 letters out, you could probably get 10 call- calls back. If you take your pen, you take your, you know, your thing, don't even have this stamp on here. You write down the address, you write their name, you handwrite the letter and you send it off. I guarantee you're going to get a 10% return on those letters because who wouldn't reply to it, right? It's like, a, that is a highly personalized letter. So that's how I start. If you have a little bit of money and uh, you're not broke and you don't want to bootstrap like I did, um, you can, there's services on here where if you pull that list, you can send the list to open letter marketing or ballpoint marketing. There's a couple of other ones and they'll just send it all for you. And they charge you a couple cents per letter and you can mass mail that way, uh, which is what we do now. But yeah, and, it doesn't. You're, and you're playing the volume game there, right? Because you, your open rate's not as high because it's not as personalized, but you're playing a numbers game at that level. So your yeah. your your yeah. deal volume maybe is probably more because even though your your conversion is lower, your volume is higher. Yep. It's also, um, you know, I didn't have a presence back then, right? SPG was not really a thing. You know, if you look up SPG now, we've got 65 star reviews. We've got a bunch of testimonials. We have a website. Everybody in this area knows who we are. So when, if I, I, the goal for me now is I want every single person to see this. I want every single person to see this logo. I don't care if you hate it, you love it. The more I can spread the logo and the name of the company, the more business I I drive. Um, You know, initially it's okay. You need to be the best product, right? Be the, the highest quality you can possibly be, which is handwriting, everything being super personal. But at some point it becomes the best known person ends up winning. Um, and that is, um, you know, that, that's been a little bit of a mind shift for me over the last couple of years. Um, but again, if you're starting off, I would, I highly suggest to be very personalized. So go back a little bit, a few steps for me, Ryan, like not just, so you're saying direct mail is still, which is kind of shocking. It's still the boring work that works, but go back and identify like, Hey, I, you know, my goal is to start generating some income quickly. Yep. Right. So what, what are you targeting? What, what are you, when you say you're pulling list, are you staying local? Do you recommend folks stay local or a certain demo, geographic arrow is better or local is always better? And then, you know, to what type of deals really would you say you're going to get the best response rate at right now? Yeah. So I just, I want to be clear. I didn't ever, I did not start wholesaling and flipping properties. I started buying multis and I wasn't making any money off those really. Right. So if I'm going to do this for to flip and try to make 30 grand in six months or, you know, whatever it may be, whatever your goal is, you know, I'm probably going to be mailing to probate properties, pre-foreclosure properties, um, you know, try to beat properties to auctions. I'm going to be networking the shit out of every free minute I have. Uh, and, and the reason for that is like, okay, great. You have found a good deal. What are you going to do with it now? Like, if you don't have the money to take this down, you don't want to buy it yourself. You want to wholesale it. Who are you going to wholesale it to? Right. And so my mind goes to, Okay, let's connect with every single wholesaler in the area. Let's connect with all the top producing agents. Let's try to let's try to reach out to everybody who's purchased property 
um, you know, in the last couple of months that, that we can network with. And how, how do you find folks who bought property in the last six months? Yeah. So that you can actually, you can do that on a lot of these softwares. Like, so, uh, you know, PropWire, Invelo, PropStream, you can, you can see, you know, like you can filter it by, um, you know, county, city, state, whatever you want to do. And you can see, like, you can actually see who bought things for cash, meaning whether they actually bought it for cash or not. Um, you can see that there's no mortgage on them on these on these websites. You can also go on Zillow, right? You can go on Zillow and just look at, you know, properties that look like they've new, been newly flipped uh, and go look up the owner of those and see who they are and write down their LLC name and then go look up the LLC and figure out who the owner is. You can also mail, this is a little trick. Um, you can also mail mailers. It doesn't have to be a bunch, but you can, you know, find the properties that are held in LLCs and then mail those people. Instead of saying, hey, look, I want to buy your property. Why don't you say, hey, uh, you know, I'm a local investor. I'm looking to grow my portfolio. I see that you, you know, you've done fantastic on this property. It looks great. I'd love to, you know, buy you, buy you coffee or something or, or better yet, I did an analysis. I think your property is worth this much. Like, you know, something along those lines, provide some sort of value to an investor. People will be blown away. They're going to be like, this guy just spent money, sent me a letter and isn't even asking to buy my property. He's like, you know, complimenting me on my, on my, on my asset. Ryan, what if you said to guys like that, you know, they're buying deals. Hey, I am a local investor myself. I see that you're buying deals. I, I, I find more deals that I can exactly. buy personally. Can we connect so that we could potentially JV and stuff down the road? Dude, that's usually my pitch line. It's usually, look, I do a lot of properties every year, but I, my, I literally cannot buy them all. And so I, you know, I pass some for finder's fees. I wholesale some and I flip them to other investors. I, you know, I'd love to hear what you're looking for. You know, tell me what your buy box is and I'd love to set, shoot you some deals. Right. And so you're just slowly building up this network as you're, as you're marketing for deals. That way, when you come across a deal, you know, I can't tell you how many times like I've done that. And then somebody would be like, yeah, I'm looking for a six unit in Gardner, Massachusetts. And then freaking two months later, a six unit in Gardner, Massachusetts will come up and I'll just, I'll be like, boom. And before even, I don't even have to get the property in agreement most of the time. Right. It's like, Hey, John, who told me he wanted a six unit, uh, how much you want to pay for this property? He'll be like, if you can get it for whatever, I'll buy it for 540. So then I'll go and try to lock it up for 500 or 520 or something. And if it works, boom, you you just did a wholesale without even having to really wholesale. And that that's really the quickest way I, I would do this. You don't take any risk at that point. You know, you got a buyer, you know, what they're yeah, bad for. And, exactly. And what do you think about the idea of like, do you think most folks should start as local as possible? And, and what happens if they're in an area that really is not great for... You know, sure. there, there aren't a there isn't a big enough data set to really run, run your list. And how big is a data set should be to start mailing? To generate some quick cash via wholesaling, you've got to be in an area that is a little bit high dense uh, because you need to have enough buyers, right? And there has to be enough deals. Whether you're local, hyper local, a couple states away, I don't really think it matters. I think it's like, all right, what do you have an advantage in? Like, do you know people locally? Do you have a car, right? Can you do you have some? Do you, do you want to go look at properties, right? Or is it, hey, I have family that's three hours away from here who's interested in doing this with me. Well, okay, well, maybe you should market to them, have them be the boots on the ground. Like, I don't know. It, it's, it's tough to answer that. Like, what is your unfair advantage in this in this space? And then take advantage of that. For me, it was, I, I'm local. I know this area extremely well. I've been driving to New Hampshire, Mass, and Rhode Island my entire life all the time. I know all the counties, all the cities. I know, I know everything, right? And so when a property comes up, I can almost tell you like, you know, I think it's, this, I, it's worth this much without even looking it up. And so for me, it was very simple just to stay local. For somebody else, maybe not so much, you know? To, again, I, I dodged the question a little bit there, but hopefully you got the gist of it. Let me ask you, let me ask you a different question or similar to this, but in the, in the vein of like this skill set of finding deals is how people are going to make a lot of money. 
However, I talked to a lot of guys, a lot of guys going to our community where they're not 28, 29. They're, they're actually maybe middle or end of their career. They've worked hard. They have some decent change. And they want to get into real estate because they know they can make, they want to keep working. They want to make more in retirement. They want to start holding properties. Yeah. But what they don't want to do, man, is like the grunt work that you're talking about at 23, 24. Yep. Like, and they got some money, right? They can, they can definitely pay for marketing. That's not the issue. That's easy to do. But like, they don't want to necessarily be on the phone with, with potential sellers all the time. Like, who are the core pieces for someone like that, that you would start with? in order not to necessarily work yourself into a kind of a slave labor, you know, for, for a lack of better terms uh, to get this business going. So first of all, you need marketing. Um, so you're going to need a system to do all that. So that to me looks like you need a VA or you need somebody who you can very lightly manage. It doesn't take a ton of intensive management, but you need somebody you can trust to pull accurate lists and do what we talked about earlier, you know, find out who owns what, make sure the mailing addresses are right. Uh, you need a software to be able to mail these things out for you. Um, so I, you know, I shout out to open letter marketing that, you know, they're not paying me to say this, but they are freaking fantastic. Like the customer service over there is great. So what do they do? Like once my VA sends me the list, I briefly just look at it. Okay. It looks good. I send it to um, open letter marketing. They mail it to mail it for me. So, so far I've spent maybe five minutes, 10 minutes at most. From there, you need to have a way to intake these. Unfortunately, I think it's important that you take calls when you're first starting to do this so you understand how to work with sellers. Otherwise, you are not going to be able to train somebody else how to do it. And this is the most important part of real estate. You need to be able to sell and market yourself to buy deals. You absolutely have to. I'm afraid you can't skip that unless you go and hire an acquisitions person who has experience in this in the first place. So again, you need an acquisitions position position. So you need a VA, some sort of system to send the leads, some sort of way to intake the leads. Um, then you have to be able to close uh, on the on these properties, whether that's wholesaling or you're going to buy them yourself. So you need a large network on the back end to be able to move the properties to. You know, man, the other thing I would say here is I, I, I kind of just, you know, built out a, a framework how to do it for somebody who doesn't want to spend that much time on it. But like the biggest thing you could do is probably just go partner with somebody, right? Like maybe you don't worry about the back end of it. Maybe you don't worry about the financing of it. Maybe you just focus on, all right, I'm going to hire a VA for $180 a week or whatever it is. I'm going to get really good at finding deals. I'm just going to pass every single deal that seems somewhat decent to a local investor who I know and just walk, walk through the deal with them. Like one of them will hit and it will pay for your marketing for two years. Bro, and that's the best advice right there, man. People are always trying to figure out this whole game. I'm like, dude, yeah. just get deals in the door. Yep. Like, well, what do I do with the deals? You'll figure it matter. out. Yeah, you'll figure it out. It doesn't even matter. It literally doesn't That's even matter. It. Like you don't have the deals yet. What are you worried about? <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, well, everybody can get the money. I don't know. You don't have the deal yet. What does it matter? Like that, what I see, man, is the people who are successful, they know those things are coming and they're working out as they go, but they do not delay because they don't have the answers to that yet. And that that is so, so key to this to this game. I think, man, we bought... You know, I always, I always laugh. Like we bought twelve hundred unit, we bought twelve hundred units in the last couple of years, and you know, I still don't really know how to navigate a spreadsheet. Like, and someone asked me today, well, how like, not? And then the other one is like, you know, how do I walk a deal when I find one? I bought, I told, I bought twelve hundred units, and I still don't really know what I'm looking at. And it's, but here's why: I, I part, I have a great underwriter on my team. I, I always bring a general contractor with him on my team. Like, I didn't know those things when we started looking at deals, but. We got a great deal on a contract. I'm like, crap, I need to make sure this deal is not going to fall apart. Like, what do I do? Okay, let me hire, let me bring a general contractor with me on the tour and he's going to show me everything I need to know before I buy or close on this deal, right? So it's, you take action and when you get the result you're looking for, you're going to figure out the next solution you need. But right now, go solve the most important thing right in front of you. Yeah, yep, agreed.
I, I, I do agree. I think, uh, you know, deals are the way into this game. For sure. Acquisition person, you know, someone who's bringing in those leads are coming in. What makes a great acquisition person if you're, if you're hiring this person? Well, they got to love to talk to people, first of all, uh, and they have to be really good at it. So, you know, you don't even have to know much about real estate, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I forget, I forget who said it, but, but most of real estate is just a sales and marketing um, program. So yeah, it's really just a sales and marketing, right? So from the acquisition side, you're talking sales, right? So you need to be able to have an acquisitions guy who can get in front of a seller and just shoot the shit, small talk. It isn't even about the property. It's building an extreme relationship with that person. And honestly, most of the time you're solving a big, a big problem for, for these people. They might be underwater uh, on their property. They might have too much work. They might have a crappy tenant. There might be an old landlord who's got a 15 unit apartment building who's had it for 30 years who like, is just so sick of dealing with things, right? So ultimately you've got to be able to talk to people, build relationships and solve problems. And those are the three keys for um, an acquisitions guy. Yeah, I was just thinking about how many people might are sitting at home right now needing a job who would love to just sit on the phone and help people solve their problems. Like there's so many nice, you know, like I, just, I know so many nice people who would love this role. They don't have to be entrepreneurial. They don't have to go out and take a bunch no. of risks. They just have to sit and answer the phone, man. And they'll work for, you know, it's such a, again, it's, it's a uh, r- really, really good thought there. What VA team are you working with, by the way? I don't have a VA team. I have my own uh, in-house. So okay. you've hired uh, them. Do yeah, you hire out of the Philippines or where? Yeah, actually they're all from the Philippines, all three of them. Uh, and they're crushing it. I mean, I've had one for now two and a half years and she has just, I mean, it's just unbelievable. Like everything you ask her to do, it's like, boom, boom, boom. And she's just like done, done, done. And also dude, she makes like $7 an hour, which in the Philippines is like $40 an hour here. Like she's like a pretty good job for like not having a degree and for working remotely. <laughs> so, I mean, like she had her wet, it's, it's just funny, you know, and this is like the kind of things that like kind of makes you feel good, right? Like hiring somebody, giving somebody an opportunity um, overseas, she just had a wedding last week and I got a message um, at freaking two o'clock in the morning because it's daylight there. I woke up in the morning too and she's like, hey, Ryan, I just wanted to uh, let you know, I just, you know, I had my wedding. It's, I'm super thankful for a specialized property group. If it wasn't for you in this company, I wouldn't have been able to pay for this. And, you know, we're, we're looking to buy a house next. And I'm like, this is crazy. Like, I've never met this girl in person. I've, I've worked with her for two and a half years now. And like, <laughs> it's just like, I don't know, man, you just, pro- you're providing opportunity for people that otherwise wouldn't have it. And that's kind of what this is all about. How trained did she come before she started working with you? She worked for one real estate wholesaler and then she came into my business and we were in a wholesaling business then. So she had no experience in like multis or like running systems. All she knew how to do was like find leads. But Uh, it is helpful to work, to find VAs. And there's so many who've already worked for real estate companies. There's other VA groups that have real, like that that they trained them. So I think that's really important as you go find a VA that has some training or maybe even a company that specializes in, Yep. Um, real estate VAs. So to recap here, you're a big fan of direct mail, a VA to really pull accurate lists for you. Yep. You know, open letter marketing is the software you use to then you you know start sending those letters out. Someone to take the calls, and this is how you get deals coming in. I mean, you got to get the phones ringing, and then using the white space. And your, to your point is like that that takes. Let's just say someone's real slow. It's going to take them one day of the week to really send out their mail for what the next month. Ryan, would you say? Yeah. I mean, if you crank out a handful of hours, you can probably send a, a couple hundred letters out, you know? I mean, okay. So my point is you spent one day, you know, 29 days left in the month, right? So <laughs> I know. there's a lot of white space. So what do we do? We're networking, 
right? Yeah. We're talking with agents. We're talking with other sellers. We're going to meetups. This is the work. You're, I always say your answer is on the other side of another person, right? And so that that is that white space activity that you're talking about. Yeah, and I do want to, you know, preface, you know, preface this entire conversation with this takes extreme effort. Like, I don't want this to seem like you can just do this on the fly. Like, you really, I mean, I, I, I have spent so many freaking hours doing this that, you know, everyone says you got to spend 10,000 hours doing whatever. I probably did that in like a year. You know what I mean? Like, I really, it takes extreme obsession and effort to be good at something. And that doesn't happen with a W-2 job. Like, a lot of people fall into W-2 jobs and it's like, all right, I can't really go anywhere. Like, I, all I have to do is show up, I do my job and I get paid. As soon as you come into a world like this where you don't have a boss, you don't have a floor, you know, there is no ceiling, right? Like, you need to create what you build. Um, and so it takes extreme effort and obsession. So I, I don't want people to go by and say, like, think, hear this and be like, all right, this is, this is simple. It is simple, but it takes a ridiculous amount of effort and time and work. So yeah, I, I don't want to scare anybody, but it, it really does. Like this game is not for you if you cannot, if you can't figure it out. You know what I mean? Like you really have got to figure it out. No, I appreciate um, you saying that. It's a, yeah. such a good word in, in you know, that that is entrepreneurship. I always say like, and I joke with my other entrepreneur buddies, like, man, autonomy is a hell of a drug because of how hard it is to actually have autonomy, right? Of just like how much we will put ourselves through as business owners in order to have autonomy. And, yeah. and, and that, because it's like, man, it, it is, I would just say to people, though, but it is worth it, right? Like, sure. but it, but it yeah. is worth it. You know, you're not saying don't do this. You're just saying be ready. You I, know, you know I, I have a friend who um, he, he was like, this is a perfect example. He's one of the biggest wholesalers in, in New England. He's doing probably over you know, 120 deals a year. Um, but when I met him, he wasn't doing that. And when I said, hey, man, like, how did you start off? And he was like, dude, I met somebody who said, go buy a course online. Learn how, to, like, learn how to do something. Actually learn how to do it. So it was $5,000. And I'm like, all right, so where'd you get the money? He's like, I didn't have five grand. I'm like, so what'd you do? He's like, so I went and borrowed $5,000. I took a freaking course with borrowed money. And I told that person I'd pay him back because I knew I would figure this out. So they went and borrowed $5,000 to take a course, took the course, made money wholesaling and paid that person back. Who would do that? Like, do you, I don't, like not many people would do that, right? Like, and that's kind of like, I'm not telling everyone to go out and, buy, and borrow $5,000 to take a course, but if you can't like come up with five, I'll tell them. I mean, there's so many interest-free credit cards that if you can't make your money back on a $5,000 course in 12 months, like you, you just didn't try hard enough. Like I'll tell them because it's, it's that mindset though, right? Like 100%. I'm borrowing five grand from somebody to just take a course. Like I'm not even guaranteed to make money, but I know I'm going to freaking make money. I am going to succeed at this. So I'll be able to pay that person back. And that's kind of what it takes every day, you know, doing this. It's like, I'm going to make money on this. So I'm going to keep focusing and keep doing it. Dude, I, you, you get me excited again to be like entrepreneur. I just, I like, I like guys like you with that type of mentality. <laughs> and it reminds me who I am because, you yeah. know, that's, yeah, it's like talking to myself as you're, you're saying this. So really, really good, man. Can you talk about then how this skill translates into as you're, as you've grown in your understanding of real estate and doing different types of stuff, multifamily just development, Right. Like, how do you take this and then going into bigger stuff? Right. Because clearly there's going to be more money in a development deal or a large multifamily deal. How, how does this translate into other aspects of real estate investing? So, first of all, uh, moving into bigger things doesn't necessarily mean you're just doing bigger deals. Right. So let's say you're doing like maybe one deal a month. Moving up could be, OK, well, maybe my average purchase price is 300. But what if I can do five or six of those $300,000 properties? 
you just you just leveled up, right? Or maybe it's instead of doing five or six, maybe I want to do one, four or five million dollar deal, right? And so there's different there's different ways of looking at this. And so for me, it was I got involved in a mastermind group and I get there on the first day and everyone's telling me how much money they're making. And I'm like, dude, I'm nowhere near you guys. Uh, and so my jaw like hit the floor. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, how am I in a room with these people? Okay, so what are you doing with all these leads that you're not buying? Or like, what are you doing with all the leads that aren't just multifamily properties? And I started thinking about it. And I'm like, I let so many deals go. Like, what if I started converting these? Or what if I started flipping them? Or what if I started wholesaling them? And so that kind of opened my mind up to that whole idea. And that's really where I ran with that. So I was just focusing on multi. And then when I got into a room of people who kind of showed me something that I didn't even think of or didn't even realize, I started to make a pivot doing that. And when you start to open up your mind to, all right, I'm, think, I'm not just going to think multifamily every single time, because then when a single family comes up or a, a piece of land, you're just going to disregard it, which is what I did for three or four years. You know, the last three or four years, a land deal might come in and I'd be like, all right, what can I do with this? Like, and instead of me spending a ton of time on it, I would kick it to somebody I know, like, hey, hey, man, like, take a look at this piece of land. Like, let me know what you think. Like, if there's anything into it, I'm happy to negotiate with the seller. Maybe we can tag team it. So that has happened, I don't know, man, 50 times, like, at least, right? And so that's kind of just, that. that's what I would suggest, you know, focus on something and get really good at it. But once you've mastered that, open, like, you know, pay attention to like what else is going on around you. And you, you there's other opportunities that are flowing in that you, you don't even know about yet. Um, you just have to be open to, you know, to, re to receiving those. Um, you know, I've had leads on a 650 unit multifamily property from a freaking direct mail letter. I, I, unfortunately, I didn't close it, but like I got a lead for a 650 unit multifamily property. Most people say you can't get leads on multifamily from direct mail. Like that's bullshit. Of course you can. You just have to be open to it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. you know, the other thing I see right now is a lot of momentum or a lot of talk on social media about creative finance, right? Like, mm -hmm. oh, let's do creative finance. This is the answer sub two. Well, the answer, the, the real skill behind any type of creative finance or sub two is finding deals. Dude, it always comes back to just finding like, deals. <laughs> that's what I like. Just to execute. It's like sub two is a sexy thing that's selling courses. However, exactly. you can't sub two or creative finance anything if you can't find deals. This is why I want to have you on because you <laughs> are the king of finding deals. Yeah, I mean, sub two is just another tool to stick in your toolbox, right? I mean, you can... But again, you have to find the deal though, right? Like if you don't have the freaking deal. It's up to air, bro. <laughs> you know, air's free. Oh, yeah. I, I uh, yeah, I, I mean, that, it really comes down to just being able to find deals. And again, I don't want to harp on direct mail. It just worked really well for me. So you got to, you know, pick something uh, and really hammer it. Would uh, you recommend though, if you're starting, you have $1,000 a month put towards this direct mail is where you start? A thousand dollars a month, probably. But if a lot of people don't have that. So I would say if it's just a couple hundred dollars a month, uh, you know, pick up a phone, like cold call some people or black, you know, really network with agents. Like really, you've got to do something that doesn't cost a lot of money. Right. So cold calling is direct email is pretty cheap, right? You can skip trace things for like 12 cents a lead, like send people emails. I, I, there's, there's just a, there's a ton of different methods and I wish I could speak on all of them and I can a little bit, but I really know direct mail, like the back of my hand. Uh, and I started doing direct mail with almost no money. So I know it's possible, but it, do, it, it does cost money. <laughs> so I just, you know, I don't want people to think, oh, I'm just going to go send direct mail out. Like, no, like I spend right now, like, you know, eight to $10,000 a month in freaking direct mail. So like, you've got to be prepared to be able to spend money. Yeah. And you, and you scale that up. I mean, you're doing, oh, of course. At first it was 200 a month. You know, you're right? doing so. 30 flips this year, which means you have to be having, you know, several hundred deals to come in just to even transact on that. Oh right? yeah. So yeah. That's a yeah. lot. Yeah. Man, we're going to do something together for our community. I'm, I'm, I'm even more excited after this show, dude that we're going to help a lot of people together. And I don't know what that looks like yet, but 
I yeah, think I'm excited. We're gonna put we'll put something together for everybody. My, my you know, after, and I, and I think this is me developing too. Like it was just man, multifamily. It's got to be multifamily. But now that things are moving, market is turning. I'm realizing that the best investors, the guys that that survive this industry over a long period of time, like they know that they don't fall in love with how they make their money. Like I just they, they just love making money, you know? And so like they, they're going to take their skills and shift that into things that make sense and realizing right now, you know, and, and what we've taught is a lot of multifamily. Well, I, I realize you, you gotta be able to know when to pivot, when it makes yeah. sense to pivot and how to bring an income to survive, you know, the hard times. And I, I see, and I've just heard over and over these successful guys say, don't get in love with how you make your money. Just, you know, get, get good at it. And so, you know, you're a great testimony of that, of being able to kind of trans, you know, translate into other different facets of this game. So, man, this was an incredible conversation. I really enjoyed this. Where can folks go to just get to know you? You're, tell them where you're located, where you're doing deals at, and then also yeah. uh, where to follow you at. Yeah, so I'm on uh, Instagram at uh, rjcorcoran08. Uh, um, and then I, my company specialized property group, you can follow me on there as well. Um, but I'm in new England. So, you know, mass New Hampshire, Rhode Island. Um, I have a deal in Georgia that we bought last year, but uh, for the most part, I'm up in new England. So, you know, <laughs> what's funny is like a lot of people, you know, you, you look online, you can't really do much near Boston. Like it's too expensive. Like it's hard to wholesale. Like it's a bunch of BS, man. Like that's like, it's, it's a bunch of BS. Like there's so many wholesalers out here that are making millions of dollars a year wholesaling property. There's so many investors making millions of dollars a year. And like, I'm just like living proof that you can do it in an expensive area. <laughs> so, um, you know, you don't have to go buy a $50,000 duplex to start um, in freaking Kentucky. So what was your Instagram again? Um, it's RJ and then my last name, C-O-R-C-O-R-A-N-0-8, I believe. Let me check on that. I'm not 100% sure, to be honest. <laughs> okay. C-O-R-C-O-R-A-N-0-8. Or that's interesting. You have two CORs in your life. It's yeah, C O R C O R A N zero eight. So R J Corcoran zero eight. All right, cool. Uh, I'll make sure we put in the show notes for folks to follow you. Hey, Ryan, what what are you most excited about right now, man, in your life outside of real estate? Yeah, so I got a kid coming in December, so I am I have automated everything pretty much and almost everything I can do, so I can just free up like four or five months of doing nothing but just being with the, with the little boy. So we'll see. Right, man. That's such a, I mean, honestly, you're, you're totally useless for the first three months, but yeah. uh, you, you'll, you'll learn that, you know, I'm on number two now. Uh, but it is your wife needs a lot of help. That's for sure. Oh right. yeah. A lot of help. So, I mean, that's really, really cool. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, well, Hey, really enjoyed this episode guys. Make sure you go follow, follow RJ, uh, RJ, <laughs> Ryan, you go by RJ. <laughs> RJ um, works. <laughs> uh, on Instagram, specialized property group. If you're ever up in the Northeast, you know who to look up and uh, look out for some stuff that Ryan and I, and I are cooking to help our community. If you haven't already go follow us at, uh, at kingdom RI on Instagram as well. So Ryan, grateful for you, man. And, uh, looking forward to what's next. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, everybody. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share this with a friend. Uh, if you found this helpful, you think someone else is going to be- benefit from this as well, let them know about the Kingdom RI podcast. Share this episode. Thanks, everybody. See you next week. 
Hey, just because the show's over doesn't mean the journey is. Listen, if you're a faith-driven real estate professional or investor, then you'll want to go to the Kingdom. REI.com to learn about our mastermind. If you're interested in investing alongside me in alternative investments like multifamily apartment complexes, then head to ellishammond.com to learn more about that. Cheers.